trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues here in Columbus And all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Louise Valentine And Michaela Lee Organizers with Women Leading Ohio which is part of the nonprofit Lead Ohio. Their mission is to make a difference in communities across Ohio by recruiting, training, supporting, and empowering progressive leaders in all regions of the state. Louise Valentine has been the deputy director for Lead Ohio since February 2019. Louise was a graduate of the 2018 Lead Ohio Leadership Academy, which helped prepare her to run for Ohio Senate in District 19. The skills she learned and the relationships she built in the program helped propel her to the highest ever vote total for a Democrat in Delaware County. Louise is a lifelong resident of Ohio, born and raised in Elyria, and attended the Ohio State University. Before her life in politics, Louise spent over 12 years in various roles in corporate retail in Central Ohio. Michaela Lee is a recent graduate from The Ohio State University, where she studied economics and public affairs. Michaela is passionate about electoral politics and progressive and inclusive government. She most recently managed state representative Jessica Miranda's successful re-election campaign in Cincinnati, Ohio, and previously interned on federal campaigns at the Ohio State House and on Capitol Hill. Michaela has joined Lead Ohio as a communications and research associate. With Ohio's recently drawn gerrymandered district maps currently being sued before the Ohio Supreme Court and the United States Supreme Court, we see that there is one woman to six men in the redistricting commission that created these discriminatory maps. Will more progressive women in seats of power make Ohio more fair, more equitable, more democratic? If your mission is to make a difference in communities across Ohio by recruiting, training, supporting, and empowering progressive leaders in all regions of the state, what are your tactics to reach this objective? Let's start with you, Louise. Yeah, well, thank you for having us, Carolyn, and uh, hello to all of the listeners and viewers out there. To your question about will more progressive women in government help to make Ohio more equitable? The answer is definitively yes. Women, women only hold about 30% of all elected offices in Ohio. So whether that's township trustee or, you know, all the way up to Congress, we don't hold the amount that we should. Ohio is about 51% women as of the last census. So we should technically have about 50% of the seats. If you don't have the seat at the table as a woman, as a progressive woman, your needs, your voice, your experiences are not heard. And to be left out of the conversation automatically leads to less equity within our government. Um, I think in terms of women having these positions of power, women have, we have so much on our plates all the time. We're, you know, we're mothers, we're spouses, we are, you know, significant others, we are caretakers of, you know, elderly parents, and we work and we get engaged with civics, we do it all. So we don't have time to be inefficient. And I know that there's been several studies that have shown that with women in government, we are usually better collaborators, get things done more quickly, and are just more efficient than men. 
I, th- I think in part because we're programmed to be that way. So I would love, 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 love to see more women at all levels in government. How about you, Michaela? Yeah, exactly what Louise said. You know, there just, I don't think is a circumstance where, you know, having a woman at the table was harmful to whatever was accomplished in that moment. Um, and, you know, just historically, we have seen government and politics be dominated by men. Um, and I think just in terms of equity, in terms of progressiveness, you know, we really need to create that parity to make sure that going forward, you know, the decisions that are being made are being made by people who have different experiences, different backgrounds, and, you know, know what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, Louise, Louise is a perfect example of someone who um, would definitely help get things done, you know, at the table um, that's largely dominated by men. Michaela, what brought you to this work? I mean, what propelled you to get involved in politics? Um, I joke about it all the time that I, I don't think if I had um, started college in 2016, you know, I would be where I am right now. Um, and it's just a really funny kind of full circle situation of, you know, really just volunteering in 2016 um, during a massive presidential election. Um, and then that just propelling me to the next opportunity, next opportunity, you know, and so you know, further down the line, when I started realizing that, um, especially locally, women um, had an opportunity to run and win and be successful and hold office. Um, You know, my next immediate campaign um, experience after 2016 was 2018, which was when Louise was running and I was an Ohio State student. And we were just so excited at the slate of progressive women um, in the Columbus area and across the state that were running. And, you know, that's just kind of motivated me since then. And which it's not been that long, but since then, you know, I've been really excited to, to see, you know, women win and especially local races in Ohio. All right. Well, we'll be looking to your future run Down the road, huh? (laughs) All right, Louise, tell me, what what was it, the moment that told you that you needed to run? I always say that it wasn't necessarily one specific moment, but it was definitely around the 2016 election. It It wasn't even necessarily just the election of Donald Trump, but just in looking at the slate of candidates, and I've always been a voter. I, you know, I vote in all of the even number election years, but I was never really into watching the news diligently or following legislation. It was, you know, I had my career in corporate retail. I had twin, you know, young boys. I just didn't, see the need for me to follow that. And then after 2016 happened and we elected, you know, Donald Trump, as well as a whole other slate of really questionable characters, I started looking into, well, who exactly are my representatives and my township trustees? And I was rather appalled by what I found. Um, Lots of middle-aged white men, which there are some good ones out there, but these were not good ones that were out there. Um, and the, the agenda just wasn't the same as what I would want to do. And I don't think it reflects the families that live in my area. I live in Delaware County and it's a lot of young families up here. And I just didn't see that that was being represented. So I just started doing research. I started taking a little bit of training. I took a training from ODP Main Street. I took a training with Emily's List and just finding out what would it take to actually sit in that seat to run for office. And I spent about eight months kind of researching and contemplating and meeting with different community leaders. And I did a four-day intensive training in DC through Progressive Change Campaign Committee. 
And when I got home from that training and it was intense, I thought to myself, (laughs) well, that didn't scare me away. I think I'm actually ready to throw my name in the ring. And I had done my research. I knew who my opponent would likely be running for the state Senate. And that was the race that I was going to go for. So like I said, it wasn't one particular moment, but a culmination of things. And now that I'm in this and I ran for office, I knew I couldn't go back to corporate retail and be doing that work. I knew that there was so much more that had to be done in this space. So that's how I ended up at Lead Ohio as well. Excellent. All right. So let's give our folks um, an idea of what kind of programs you offer with Lead Ohio and the branch of the women's focus, which is a women leading Ohio. What do you offer? So as Louise said, you know, getting ready to run for office and uh, take that next step in engaging civically you really do need that support and kind of just that information on how to get started, where to get started, what you should be doing, um, and whether it's the right thing for you. So um, as Louise said, she went through a ton of trainings that, you know, got her in the mindset and ready to run, um, you know, an official campaign for state Senate. Um, And that's what we do. We are an Ohio-based, Ohio-specific training program um, for local um, and state offices um, and congressional every so often that walks people through the process, basically step-by-step of what running a campaign looks like. We work largely with people who are running for the first time, who are running for local offices like school board, city council, um, who, you know, maybe held that office before and are taking the next step to run, you know, for the state legislature. And we are really passionate about making sure that people who others who otherwise wouldn't have these resources or, you know, be told exactly how to do this. So women and people of color, you know, get that base level information. So our flagship program is the Lead Ohio uh, Candidate Academy, which is an intensive um, 50 plus hour training for candidates to, you know, build their campaigns, learn the skills that they'll need to be successful on the road. Um, But Women Leading Ohio in particular is just that first early conversation. Um, It's a educational uh, webinar. um, in these days of COVID, um, an online, you know, 90 minute info session that even before you've decided to run for office, um, we walk women through the beginning steps of what to consider, how to get on the ballot, how to know what office to run for, how to know when to run, um, to really just start, um, you know, sparking that early consideration and conversation with women to get them to the next level of actually running for office. So those are kind of the overall summary we do. Uh, I feel like everything under the sun, but, um, you know, we really are passionate about that training aspect and connecting people to resources and information that they'll need to be successful as progressive candidates in Ohio. You guys are kicking off Grassroots Ohio's first show in the new year, 2022. And we have a big election coming up in November. Are people that are listening right now, are we too late to try even think about 2022? And do you have trainings for folks that are just hearing about it now? Can you tell us, Louise, what do you have to offer to folks who might want to run for 2022 November? Yeah, you are not too late. You are definitely not too late this particular cycle because we're still (laughs) waiting on state legislative maps. So I know you had mentioned that um, our state legislative maps had been, you know, gerrymandered to all get out and they are currently going through the courts. So we still don't actually know if those are going to be the maps. Are they going to be struck down and redrawn? How long is that going to take? So we definitely still have time and are looking for candidates to run in 2022. The other thing that you have to think about is there's state ledge in Congress, and those are dependent on the lines drawn 
but county level offices are not. A county is a county is a county and county commissioner, one county commissioner and one and the county auditor are going to be up, I believe, in every single county in Ohio in 2022. So a lot of times those races go uncontested. So those are county level races that people can think about running for. There's not a lot at the local level, like school board at the local level. However, there are state board of education seats that are on the ballot and those got a little bit more attention than usual this past year over the whole, you know, CRT stuff and the anti-masking and all of that. So the state board of education is also quite important. If you are looking to get involved and what we heard from so many women and why we started our 90 minute women leading Ohio info sessions is women say, well, maybe I might want to run, but I have no idea where to even start. So you can come to our 90 minute session, which we do have one coming up on Thursday, January 20th. That will be an evening 90 minute session. You can come learn about what all's on the office? What are some of the qualifications? When would you need to have petitions turned in in order to get on the ballot? What the heck is a petition and where do you find it? Uh, what kind of conversations to have with you know, your family, your employer, and then what resources are out there to help support you as you run? So that we kick it off with that. We will be moving into other sessions that are a little bit longer that are kind of what we're calling like our next step or our step up sessions, which are more of, okay, you've decided to run now what do you do? So you've got your petitions in, you've decided to run. How do you start with fundraising? How do you start with building your key message? Like what are some of those building blocks that you need to start in order to really set yourself off on a good foot in your campaign? We move into longer trainings, like full day trainings that are like mini academies, Mm -hmm. um, where we cover everything from social media plans to finance plans to Organized Labor 101, we get a lot of questions around what is the structure of organized labor and why should I even care about that? So we do a 101 on that. And then one of the things that we're going to be adding for Women Leading Ohio this year, which I think is so important, and I actually joined this group when I ran in 2018, we have two women who have been, one of which has been a volunteer of Lead Ohio's for several years. Her name is Bobby Celeste. I'm going to name drop her on here. And um, one of her partners in crime, Janine Moon, they created what's called Women's Progressive Leadership Circles. And what that is, is a small group of women candidates who get together once a month with Bobby and Janine guiding them um, for the six months leading up to the election to have that support system to talk about what's going on on the campaign trail. Uh, They always have some sort of structured component to those sessions or like three hour sessions. Um, There's always a structured component, like, you know, let's talk about your stump speeches or let's talk about what is happening with social media with you all. But then there's a lot of time just left to talk and discuss with your fellow candidates who are going through the exact same thing that you're going through, you know, oh my gosh, this is what I'm hearing from, you know, these guys on the campaign trail, you know, where are your kids? You know, does your husband let you out to do these things? How do you respond to those? So it's a great time to have that dialogue and that connection. So the women's progressive leadership circles up until now have just kind of been run 
Bobby and Janine have been running them kind of out of the goodness of their hearts. They wanted to find a home for it. So it has now been folded into the Lead Ohio Foundation under Women Leading Ohio. So we will be offering that again, both in the Columbus area, as well as in the Cleveland area, thanks to a grant up in Cleveland for women running in those areas. So I I can't speak highly enough about it. It was like a women's candidate therapy group. It was that's the kind of support that you need to get you through election day. <laughs> this is Carolyn Harding with Grassroots Ohio. And today I'm talking with Louise Valentine and Michaela Lee. They work with Women Leading Ohio, part of Lead Ohio, to train and support and to encourage women to step up and run for public office. I'm curious because do these programs cost folks a lot of money. How much money would it cost for someone like me if I were interested in running? How much is it? Yeah, so that's the really exciting thing about um, what we do and, and what we're passionate about, you know, just taking those barriers down for people to run for office. All of this programming is free. Um, Women Leading Ohio, open to the public. Um, you just have to sign up and register to, for those events. And um, those are all free. Anyone can join, um, even men. But our academy, which is the big program that um, is really beneficial, you know, longer term down the road, is also free. It is no cost. We do require um, a commitment. Commitment of a of a deposit um, that we hold until the end and then return to the candidates. But other than that, there is no tuition, there's no cost. Um, and we were really proud that that's something we're able to offer. Yeah, as, as part of our commitment to making sure that folks from all walks of life, especially those who are underrepresented in government, are able to get the training they need to succeed. We absolutely wanted to make the training accessible and free to everybody. So COVID in a way, it kind of helped out because we're now on Zoom a lot of the time. So people from all over the state can log in, even if they have, you know, their kids at home, like mine, thank God, are being quiet right now. But yeah, we wanted to make it as accessible as possible. There is no cost. We raise all of the funds ourselves to cover the training. That sounds incredibly good. Now, according to your website, you have a special focus on equity for groups who are underrepresented in government. This includes, but it's not limited to, women, people of color, millennials, Gen Zs, and members of the LGBTQ plus community. Does that also include older women, justice Democrats, democratic socialists, folks that consider themselves progressives? Yeah, so Women Leading Ohio and Lead Ohio in general, are nonpartisan trainings. Women Leading Ohio is typically open to a broader audience. um, And obviously women, all women, older women, younger women, all the women, people who identify as women are definitely welcome. We even have men that join our classes. And we think that's great sometimes because they get to hear about some of the different struggles that women have when thinking about running for office that maybe men don't. So it helps to give them some awareness. In terms of Lead Ohio and our academy program, we do have an application that includes a progressive screen. So there are 28 questions. They're all on a scale of one to five from strongly agree to strongly disagree. And they cover all kinds of different facets from the progressive movement. So whether it's climate change, women's you know, bodily autonomy rights, labor union type stuff, we cover all of that. And not to say that everybody who comes through has to check every single box to say they strongly agree with everything, but there are certain things that we hold very dear to our values at Lead Ohio that you need to be in alignment with. Some of the questions on there are more so they help to guide us in education. So if somebody doesn't really understand kind of 
how charter schools are funded. And they're like, I don't know. I'm going to put a three on that because I don't really understand that. That's a point for us that we can help to educate folks on. But to join the academy, you need to be progressive or mostly progressive. So we um, we're dedicated to that. That's part of our values and our ideology. And the cool thing about the offices that we train for is a lot of them are nonpartisan in general. So, you know, when you get down to the, you know, really local level for school board or city council, you know, your your actual ideology isn't really as important because you're not necessarily interacting with issues, you know, like at the federal level where it really matters, you know, if you're a democratic socialist or if you're, you know, whatever your identity is. And so, you know, that's definitely an opportunity in Ohio is that we're able to elect progressives and, you know, maybe places that progressives don't necessarily get elected in all the time because these are local nonpartisan races. I have two other questions. They're personal questions, actually. I'm an, I'm an introvert activist. I'm also an actor. But it seems like a lot of politicians are more extrovert. They like mingling and, you know, what is it called? Glad handing, Um, (laughs) shaking hands and just. And I uh, personally don't love that. I like people, though, and I like one on ones and I like small groups. But what about people that are more introverted? And another thing is a lot of women tend to undermine what they already have. And they say, I'm not. I don't have enough knowledge. I'm not a lawyer. I know what I don't know. So there's two, two questions, introvert, and then women's, you know, reluctance on taking, saying they can do it. I'm going to dive into this one first. Of course. course. I am a huge introvert and believe it or not, a lot of politicians, especially women who hold office would also, they say the same thing. Like I'm not really an extrovert. You have to like people, definitely, if you're going to be in government. Well, I shouldn't say you have to. You should like people if you want to be in government. (laughs) Uh, We have some who don't probably. But getting out there and, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies and getting on, you know, Zoom calls and doing all of that sort of thing, that just comes with the territory. So I'm a person that I can say, okay, today I'm going and I'm doing all these things. I'm going to, you know, do a candidate forum and then I'm going to hop on a Zoom call and I've got all these things lined up. But at the end of the day, for me as an introvert, I know that I have to set aside time to just no more talking to people. I'm going to just have my time and I'm going to recoup because for me personally, as an introvert, it can be draining by the end of the day. Now for a lot of extroverts, they thrive off of that. So then it makes it more difficult though, for them to do some of those more individual activities that you have to do when you're on the campaign trail. So I would definitely say, do not let that discourage you. That is something that you can get around. We can help you craft a message, craft a stump speech. We actually even talk about not just the content of your speeches, but how you're delivering them, what to do as you're prepping. So you know, taking a couple of breaths in the corner, running through some tongue twisters to get yourself ready um, to actually speak. So don't let that discourage anybody out there who says they're a huge introvert because a lot of politicians or people in government are. The second piece of your question, women that typically, why don't you catch that one, Michaela? Women that say, I don't know if I have what it takes, or I'm not qualified enough, or I don't have a legal training. (laughs) Michaela, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's something that we hear all the time. And I think that's something that, you know, is something that prevents a lot of women who are more than capable of running and holding these offices from doing it. I think at the end of the day, it's just redefining what 
our public officials look like and who they are and what they represent. You know, this is supposed to be a representative democracy, you know, so we do need more people with different backgrounds and different experiences. And we do need more introverts and people who don't feel like they necessarily look like or, you know, have the same background as your traditional politicians. Um, I think we're just going to be better off for it. And so, you know, for every person that thinks, you know, maybe this isn't for me or maybe, you know, someone else is more charismatic or someone else, you know, has these different characteristics that you feel like you don't have. I think that's fine. I think that's allowed. You know, people can be different. Um, and have different, you know, skills and strengths. Um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other things that you, you know, contribute to holding office. The other piece of it is, you know, there's a whole other side of this outside of running and campaigning. It's actually governing and it's actually legislating. And so, you know, I think for some people, you know, as long as you can make it through the campaign part, you might be surprised at, at how well suited you are to actually serving in public office. So, if you hear anyone say that, please send them to us. We will just do a couple Zoom calls, do a little bit of convincing. Um, but yeah, we we really want to expand what our public officials look like. And I think that's going to require, you know, some more people stepping up who otherwise um, wouldn't. One more quick Before thing. We, on, sorry, one more quick thing, Carolyn. You do not need any legal training to run for office unless you're running for judge. That's really the only one that you need. Well, maybe prosecutor, but running for township trustee, city council, school board, state legislator, Congress, you do not need a law degree for any of that. And in fact, I would challenge you to look at some of your representatives and see exactly what their qualifications are, because you'd be surprised at how varied their backgrounds are. So you can come from anywhere and you can have skills from anything you've done and you can bring those to the table. Before we wrap up, we have a couple minutes. Please tell our listeners how they can find you online. Michaela, you handle all the social media and stuff. So get it, girl. Oh, yeah. Um, so we are online on all platforms, Lead Ohio, L-E-A-D Ohio. Um, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and of course, our website, www.leadohio.org, has all the information of all of our programs. Um, and if you go to the Contact Us tab, um, we would love to, you know, get to know some more people. And, you know, we do our own follow-up and reach back out to the people who reach out to us on our website. So um, social media, our website emailing, you know, Louise, myself, um, you know, just in any way you guys are able to get in contact us with us, we will, you know, figure out how to sneak you into our programming. Okay. Real quick, both of you, three tips or suggestions for anyone who's thinking about doing this. Let's start with you, Louise. Get training, get training, get training. That would be (laughs) number one. Okay. You can never have enough training in this area. I know I took so many training classes when I was running or wanted to run. So yes, get training. Number two, I just want to let everybody know you're qualified, mm-hmm. hands down. And number three, start researching now. If you have any inkling at all that you want to run for office in the future, just start researching and training now. Michaela, you, you'll not regret it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like Louise really covered a lot of what I would say. Um, I would say really start getting connected within your community and with people that are like minded. So, you know, all the people who are a part of Indivisible, those are great places to start. Um, I'm going to echo because I just feel so strongly that she covered it. Get training and believe in yourself and like believe that this is a step that you can take and just, you know, take that first step. Okay, thank you women so much. I think you'll encourage a lot of folks to contact you and to run. Yes, do it. Thank you so much. All right. 
Thank you. Thanks, Carolyn. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio now airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3, Columbus, at 4 p.m. at WEJPLP 107.1 FM in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us, and Happy New Year. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.